Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. And welcome in. It is the Game Cox Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler West and Chris along with you on this Friday, a very busy Friday, very busy weekend ahead for Gamecock Athletics. Obviously, had the men's and women's basketball teams in action, but all this talk about the transfer portal all week long and what has felt like maybe the longest week ever. Finally have some guys coming on campus today for official visits to see who might be joining the Gamecocks in 2024. Yeah, you got the transfer portal fully open, and it's been an absolute flurry of activity. Um, But this is a little bit of, I guess, the payoff. You know, a lot of offers going out, um, a lot of names kind of being bandied about as a guy that South Carolina has interest in, or, hey, is there mutual interest in South Carolina in this particular player? You can even think about, like, to be frank, I mean, a lot of offseason speculation of, like, hey, will Rocket Sanders transfer from Arkansas? And if so, given the connections to South Carolina, will he look at South Carolina? Well, we know he's in the portal, and we know he's looking at South Carolina. And, in fact, of course, it's going to be one of those guys, as, as we have already mentioned multiple times here on the show, will be on campus this weekend. But there will be others, too. And so – um is shaping up to be a huge weekend in Columbia in terms of having transfer guys on campus. I would dare say, guys, a potentially, like, roster-shaping weekend. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we're getting, you know, maybe ahead of ourselves to say that's the case, but but potentially, a- absolutely. And I, I think one thing I've, I've talked about quite a bit is that um, – you know, I, I think you do have a pretty good core of players at, at South Carolina, and 
the difference in some of these games for me was just not having quite enough people um, that were just true SEC difference makers. And, you know, you, you obviously you had Spencer Rattler, you had Xavier Leggett. They can't do it on their own. And so I, I think when you start talking about a Rocket Sanders and potentially, guys, if you can unlock, they got to get him first, obviously. But I know fans are already dreaming about it, so let's go ahead and talk about it. If you can unlock the guy we saw in 2022 for Arkansas and then potentially put him in the backfield with a running quarterback, like the threat of running, I should say, um, you know, and, and if it's Lenoris, I mean, dude, guys, he can throw the football too. That's not the only threat. But just to have defenses, all defensive coordinators will tell you that if there's a quarterback that has the added element of having to account for the running game, that it, it screws all their numbers up defensively. So I uh, I think you can dare to dream if you're a Gamecock fan of what that might look like. Well, and I think about it from the context of uh, Rocket Sanders these past couple of years playing alongside K.J. Jefferson in that exact type of offense where K.J. Jefferson runs the RPOs and is that just big bullish downhill runner. Now, obviously, the North Seller is not the same size as K.J. Jefferson, but the offense would be very, very similar. And again, we talk about the connection between Rocket Sanders and Dow Loggins is that having that established relationship there. And again, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but would certainly be a welcome addition to a, a now very thin running back room as Mario Anderson officially did enter the portal a little bit earlier on this morning. Yeah, so um, I think a lot of times, guys, we um, when, when we hear, hey, this guy's going to enter the portal, and then, you know, hours later, a day later, they actually enter the portal. Them actually entering the portal, in my mind, isn't even news anymore. Like, it's already just been anticipated it was going to happen and then 99 percent of the time it does with, with mario you know i think this was actually newsworthy that he is officially in the portal now just because as uh you know as chris had reported on gamecock central there there were rumblings of all right he has said privately you know it leaked out that that he was going to enter the portal but this is maybe not a done deal that he actually is there was maybe a it, Obviously, there was a little bit of space in time between when all that came out and him officially entering. And so then, as we had reported uh, yesterday, I guess that would have been everything starts to run together. Hey, it does now look like he is going to enter. And then he makes that official today. So at this point, I mean, Chris, I know people were kind of holding on hope a little bit there, you know, about a potential return from Mario does kind of uh, – I don't want to say a cooler head prevail there, but does, uh, you know, I think anytime you see an in-state guy got his chance at South Carolina, all credit to him for taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I personally kind of thought uh, just based on kind of common sense and, you know, what we were hearing there, that this thing might settle back down and he'd be pretty quickly saying, my bad, guys, I'm staying. Now it, it appears all but a done deal that that he won't be back. And South Carolina turns their attention. That There is no time in this world to waste. It's yeah. find, find, find your next running back, right? Yeah, and it, it did seem like, you know, when it came out that Mario was going to enter the portal. And, again, that, that was accurate. Like, that was the intention. But it, it took a while because there was a little bit of hesitation. There were some conversations that were happening to kind of sort through all this and sift through it to try to figure out what was ultimately going to happen. And 
what Atlanta we, we thought that it would probably resolve one way or another pretty quickly, um, and, and that's what ended up happening. I mean, um, and that could have taken the form of Mario coming back and saying, "Hey, you know what? Like you said, Wes, like I'm I'm going to come back," um, or it could have taken the the shape that it ended up taking, which was kind of betting on yourself, you know, um, looking to enter the portal. Obviously, he's, you know, going to be looking for a situation where he can go and play, which he, he played at South Carolina plenty and, and did great things for a run game that was struggling. He kind of gave that, not kind of, he gave the run game a shot in the arm this year uh, because it was in a pretty bad situation. Mario got his chances like you said, Wes, all credit to him because he made the most of them. But, you know, this is a an interesting era in NIL, and there are guys out there, like it or not, that kind of have the right now to say, hey, I'm going to go enter the portal. And that can include a lot of reasons for doing that. It can be one reason. It can be five reasons all at once. Sometimes it's I'm not playing. I want to go somewhere I can play. Sometimes it's I don't like it here, right? That's not it with Mario, right? Um Sometimes it's, hey, NIL is a thing now, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna bet on myself, and go some, and and try to look and see what I can get from that standpoint, right? And so, all those different things can play into transfer portal decisions for Mario. Uh, it seems like he felt that he might have some opportunities to, you know, uh, maximize uh, what he what he thinks the his value may be worth on that front. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think with, um, you know, I don't want to say this too harshly, Chris. I don't I don't mean it this way at all. But, um, you know, now, now that he is in the portal, mm-hmm. and if you're South Carolina, you'd, you'd rather keep your guy, I feel like. Uh, all, all things being equal, you'd rather, you'd rather him, you'd rather not even have to have this conversation, honestly. But now that he is in the portal, that that is a position that you can get out and find guys who can who can run the football and run the football well. I mean, even Mario himself coming in from Newberry is the perfect example of that. So I, I think if you're if you're South Carolina, yeah, you would have loved to have him stay, but um, now you're just like, all right, are there are there opportunities to to frankly just go kind of continue to upgrade the talent at that position and looking at Rocket Sanders. Um, now I think you probably look at Rocket Sanders plus someone else. Um, it, you know, but it, it's it, it's bad for South Carolina just from a perception standpoint. Your leading rusher left. Well, and again, this was an area that we were talking about them looking at the transfer portal going into this past season. We talked about Logan Diggs didn't end up getting him. He goes to LSU. So there was a spot that they were already looking for going into this past year that they did not get filled as far as the running back room goes, which, of course, Karen Joyner had to move over and be a running back this season. So a couple spots that you could potentially bring in, and yes, you look at Rocket Sanders, but you can also bring in a second guy as well. And I know just kind of reading what you guys have up on Gamecock Central, uh, North Carolina running back Elijah Green looks like he was kind of a last-minute addition to this group of guys Um visiting for this weekend that could maybe be that second option. But, again, you're probably looking at maybe multiple guys as far as running back goes uh, for the transfer portal. Yeah, and, I, um, you know, you look at the SC State kid that South Carolina just offered as well. Um, you know, that news coming out last night, a situation there where, Chris, I think you start to look at – I look at eligibility remaining for a lot of these guys too. Not, not all transfers are created equal, and – 
you know, in, in the case of uh, Jawan Howell from SC State, this is a guy who, as a freshman, was uh, rookie of the year, I think, in the entire MEAC, and was averaging like eight yards a carry. Yeah. Flashy, a little bit of flat. You know, like this this guy can play. Like Mario Anderson-esque numbers. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was looking. Y'all know I'm I'm not a PFF huge fan, but he he was the highest graded guy on the SC State team uh, among their their regulars. Uh, highest grade of anyone on offense, and I think there's one guy higher than him on defense, but it was a guy who just played sparingly so that the numbers were kind of skewed up. But, um, I mean, if you can get a guy from the portal who has basically their entire eligibility left and has used their – at that point, use their transfer until they graduate. Um, I dare say that's sometimes better than a, a high school guy. Yeah, he's he's fascinating because of his age. You know, um, not a not a one and done guy. Now, one and done guy. I mean, that's fine in a lot of circumstances. It'd certainly be fine at running back for South Carolina. You know, I mean, Rocket like Rocket Sanders. He has technically a red shirt year because he played 2021, 22 and 23. So he has a red shirt year, but if he's healthy and good to go, you need him to play this season if you can get him, right? Um but taking another guy who can be a complimentary piece who has multiple years of eligibility, not a bad idea, you know, in this situation. Like Wes said, he's put up um great numbers at SC State. Um has had, had some big performances, especially you look like at the back half of the season. Didn't he crush um, yeah. Howard? Yeah, it was Howard. I think, I think he, he had like 230-something like, yeah, yards. It was like a Rocket Sanders 2022-esque performance. Yeah, it, it was insane. So, um, so you've got him, but you've also got, you know, kind of flip side, like you mentioned, Tyler, Elijah Green from North Carolina, who I think took a red shirt this season at UNC or only played in a couple games, but last year – at times was their starter, and they have a lot of depth in their running back room. So uh, he's a guy that's got a lot of experience um, and is someone that South Carolina has actually been on him very from the get-go, like very, mm-hmm. very early. I think they've been working on Elijah Green, and, and you need two out of the portal. Absolutely. Yeah, re- and real quick, guys, um, to just c- kind of put a complete bow on the conversation, um, Oscar Attaway will give credit where it's due, 24-7 sports. Uh, Steve Wilt following just saw he put it on Twitter, um, says he will visit South Carolina today. So uh, North Texas running back transfer who has uh, nearly 2,000 yards rushing in his career, 5'10", nearly 220 pounds. An- another guy, Chris and I are, you know, will confirm that um, here as well, but according to Wilt Fong, will visit this weekend. And so uh, yet another running back to keep an eye on. So they're, they're clearly, I-, I think, covering all their bases there to make sure they can fill that need. No, absolutely, and uh, certainly some exciting names coming in on the defensive front as well. We'll dive into that coming up as you're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on your Friday on the game and the 107.5 The Game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West Chris along with you on this Friday. We'll get back into the transfer portal in just a moment. But you've heard the promos, some exciting things on the horizon about the way you listen to and experience our shows here on the game and it's all thanks to our friends over at integrated media yeah i mean the setup in here is next level like i was i was up yesterday at the cumulus open house Mm -hmm. tyler i was watching you 
You were watching? I didn't even know you were watching me. I was me. watching you because we've got all the cameras down here. I was watching you do your show. And, uh, yeah, it's a great setup in here. I know we're still tweaking that, still working on it. But Integrated Media, Michael, Nathan, their team, they've obviously been in our studio here. They've been to Wes's home. They've been to my home. And they've done different projects at all those homes. They can do so many different things for you. Security and cameras, home theater, audio video, man caves, TV installations. If you want to make sure you have a great setup outdoors during fire pit season or in the summer, they can do that for you. Control all your lights, devices, your thermostat, everything from a touch of a button with a complete smart home solution. You can get some examples of some past work that they've done. Integrated Media Columbia on Facebook and on Twitter. IntegratedMediaInc.com or 803-948-8327. That's our friends Michael and Nathan of Integrated Media. Great South Carolina guys and great friends of the show. Give them a call. When you look at the targets in the transfer portal, and obviously there are names from all over the place, different levels of school, you know, talk about guys from SC State, talk about Chris Mitchell from FIU, like, but a lot of people really want those big names that they know, guys that have been former five stars, those kind of things that really move the needle, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, you got one that's coming in this weekend with his brother as well from Texas A&M that could potentially get a lot of people excited. <laughs> yeah, I think they're already pumped, Tyler, and... So, uh, LT Overton, a guy who was a five-star prospect out of high school. And, um, you know, I, I think a guy that um, instantly Gamecock fans started daring to dream on <laughs> a little bit. And, you know, I, Chris, I didn't really follow his recruitment out of high school because South Carolina was not – I'm sure they tried to get involved. I'm sure – Yeah, like, hey, like, we he, he had an offer from We anywhere. went and visited his school. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had an offer from anywhere he wanted. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I, I guess would have been Cason Henry's teammate, right? Milton? At Milton? Yeah. No. Milton or Walton? Henry was Walton. Henry, okay, I get I always get the two confused. But <laughs> anyway, so he, he's one of those guys, he could have gone anywhere he wanted. Yep. And I think when you when guys go on the transfer portal um, – you know, you kind of are like, all right, they may look at some schools that they looked at out of high school. Not not necessarily the case here. This is going to be a big boy recruiting battle. But, again, much like I talked about the Rocket Sanders yesterday, man, getting a guy like this on campus out of the portal and getting him in town first, like that, that is a clear sign of interest from a prospect. So I think this goes from like, hey, South Carolina's going to take a swing here to – very much South Carolina is in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let, let's see what happens this weekend. Yeah, interesting background with LT Overton. Several different things. So he started his high school career at Bessemer Academy in Alabama, moved over to Milton, and then actually, Wes, at one time, was a very highly ranked prospect in the 2023 class mm-hmm. and reclassified to 2022, was still a five-star. So he's young for his age. Right, uh, he he pulled a Jake Bentley basically, <laughs> reclassified, committed to A and M. His brother Micaiah, uh, who's also in the transfer portal and was with him at A and M, is I think four or five years older actually, and transferred to A and M from Liberty. And so just just kind of some interesting background there. I'll say that once the portal opened, we started picking up a little bit about South Carolina and LT Overton. Kind of went the first reaction was oh okay wow. You know, and knew some of the connections and knew that, like you said, they would take a swing. And and we reported, I think, what was that yesterday, that they would take a swing. But I think what we were all waiting on is, all right, that's a big-time kid. He's going to draw a lot of interest. 
Let's see if they can get him on campus. That's going to be the next step. At some point in the portal window, can you get him on campus? Well, that's been validated. <laughs> the, the The fact that the mutual the interest is indeed mutual, we know that now since he's coming on campus this weekend. And um, this is a guy West that just if you go back and read some stuff about him during recruiting, or if you talk to anybody familiar with him, you'll kind of get those those scouting terms thrown out at you, right? Like I had someone yesterday tell me, you know, this guy is a freak athlete and still young for his age, right? Played a couple seasons of college ball. Um, he's he's done some good things at A&M, but there's, there's still a lot of potential here and obviously would be a massive get for South Carolina. Yeah, a lot of upside here, man, because you look at it, he, um, he hasn't quite, like, I think translated it all to um, – you know, to the college level in terms of just going off. And I got to thinking, too, Chris, about the fact that we, we saw South Carolina sort of run this three three five at the end of this past season, and we've talked about that a ton. But th- this is another player, similarly to, to several of South Carolina's guys that we've talked about towards the end of the year, that would, I think, be a perfect fit for being able to kind of show that versatility in – playing inside in your 4-3, playing outside when you're in a three-man front. And, you know, he, he was kind of more of an edge guy, I think, out of high school, has steadily grown, has added some good weight. And, uh, you know, I, I know he's now ranked at least, you know, by on three as a, as a true defensive tackle, as a defensive, you know, interior mm-hmm. defensive lineman. And he's the number three, last I checked, number three DL in the transfer portal, according to on three industry ranking. But, you know, I think it has added some size, but uh, point being, depending on what their p- big picture plan is at South Carolina, and if that three three five is still a huge part of those plans, which you would imagine based on what we saw, it is at least a portion of the plans. This would be yet another guy who would kind of fit in that he could do multiple things for you if, if they're able to land him. Once again, getting ahead of ourselves, but it, it, ma- it makes sense, man. Like. Super talent, but it's a fit, too, as well. Yeah. And this would be an opportunity for him to get back um, much closer to home, obviously, than being all the way out in Texas. Yeah, for sure. Um, interestingly, Wes, um, Bessemer Academy, I mentioned, where he started out his high school career, Jody Wright on South Carolina staff, his brother was the coach there. And so there's another uh, little tie in there. And obviously was a lot of times in the portal i mean you're going to just kind of pluck guys that make sense but what you see sometimes is if there's a guy who's a big time guy who didn't sign with you out of high school but you got a connection sometimes you see those things rekindled and that's kind of the situation here so yeah this this would be it goes without saying this would be a huge one Wes, mike elko who is moving from duke to a&m he's losing a lot of talent man I mean, A&M will still have some. Nobody's going to feel bad for them. Um, but but that front that was maybe the best in college football, yes, they're losing some dudes. I mean, Walter Nolan's in the portal. Fadil Diggs, who had two and a half sacks against South Carolina, I think, in uh, last year or one of the years. He's out. LT Overton's out. Anaya Smith just declared for the NFL draft. Their, uh, their great receiver, Evan Stewart. <laughs> I mean, they're losing some talent. Well, well and dude, Elko. I mean, by all indications, this guy is a great defensive coach. Yep. 
it, it just kind of shows you where we are in college football right now. Four four years ago, man, like not not very far in the the past, these guys. I'm not saying they wouldn't transfer, but they probably most of them would have been like, all right, I'm gonna give my new coach a chance. I'm gonna see what's up first. How am I gonna be used? Mm-hmm. These days, it's like, nope, I'm I'm out. And that that class that was at the time for A and M, like one of the best classes in the history of college football rankings, maybe the best class in the history of college football rankings. I think. Um, that thing has gotten decimated. So, yeah, it, it's uh, you know that 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 talent up front has gotten completely blown up, and you know it, it just goes to show you, man. The, these rosters more and more, it, it's just a year to year thing. It, it's can you can you fill all the holes for next year? Yeah, you got to think of the big picture, but gone are the days of just hey, I signed this high school prospect. I expect to have them on my team for three years. It's literally a year-to-year no yeah. movement. They don't call it college football free agency for nothing. Yes, it's it's crazy. But, Speaking. hey, o- Overton, by the way, another little I, – I think this is just fascinating, interesting nugget. Um, the Overton brothers, their father, Milton Overton, has been in college athletics for like 25 years, and he is the AD right now at Kennesaw State. Mm. So uh, – owls. Yes, there you go. So I, I, I think, knew you would know that, Tyler. Oh yeah, he, he didn't even have to think about, about it. He yeah. just, um, but uh, has spent time all over. Their father played ball at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I, I do also wonder, speculating here, like have the Overtons heard positive things about Beamer from his time at Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. If um, Milton still kind of stays in touch with Oklahoma people, and then uh, like you said, that the out. Milton Overton actually was at Alabama at one point as well, too. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens with those visits going on this weekend. Coming up next, no full slate of football, but we're still going to buy or sell because it's Friday. Of course we are. Let's do it. That's coming up next. The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game and the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you on this Friday morning Getting you set for a little bit of a lighter weekend when it comes to football. Got basketball action with the men's team in action against Eastern Carolina. Coming up tomorrow, tip-off for that game is at noon. Then the women in action on Sunday as they take on number 11 Utah. Tip-off at 2.30. Pre-game coverage starting right here on the game at 2 o'clock on Sunday. But, as we always do on Friday, it's time for our favorite segment of the week. It's time to buy or sell. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Well done, Tyler. Love that. Uh, yeah, welcome to Buy or Sell, brought to you by our friend Kendall Walsh. We'll tell you a little bit more about Kendall and what she does on the real estate side here in a moment. But, yeah, guys, so we are going to combine, obviously, no South Carolina football game this weekend, not many FBS football games at all this weekend. So we're going to talk Army-Navy, and okay. then this is going to be the transfer portal addition of buy or sell. So, guys, I, I'm going to be honest. The only chance we got here is that Tyler knows some stuff about these two teams. So, Army right now, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I'm going to s- steer away from the awkwardness of trying to actually turn into a buy or sell. So, um, we're just going to pick it. But 
with the spread. Army two and a half point favorite over Navy. Tyler, what you got? And show your work if you have any. Um, so this is actually a pretty evenly matched game between these two teams, both coming in at five and six. They've been trading this game back and forth the past couple of years. I know Navy went on that long run of, I think it was eight or ten wins in a row for a while there. But Army's got back in the swing of things. And I don't know, obviously this game's going to come down to running because both teams obviously do like to run the ball. I lean a little bit more towards Army's rush defense in this game, a little bit more. And you look at some of the games, uh, the way they've held teams at bay and the wins they've had this season. Uh, like, look, Coastal Carolina only had 105 yards on the ground. This past weekend, Air Force, another service academy team, only had 155 yards a couple weeks ago. Army won that game pretty handily. I would lean more towards Army in this one. I don't know what the weather conditions are going to be. They're going to be up there in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Man, I would love some snow. I would love some snow, too. I always love when this game gets played in the snow, but I'm going to lean towards Army here. Yeah, you. everything Tyler just said, just copy-paste. <laughs> but... <laughs> Did you just do the project thing where I did the work and you just put your name on it and got the A? A hundred percent. Hopefully we get an A. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> but also, Army, they've got a little momentum. They have won the last three ball games, including a win over Coastal. I, I'll, I'll take Army. Unfortunately, neither of these teams can go bowling. If Army, like, Army would be 6-6, six and six, but it beat two FCS opponents. So... No bowls for either of these teams. Uh, this Ar- is their bowl, then. Ar- that's correct, and it's a huge game anyway. They don't need any extra motivation. But Army can actually win the Commander-in-Chief's trophy if they win this game. Navy cannot. Army can. I read that. I didn't just know that. Um, I'm going to take Army, too. Slight favorite. I haven't done any extensive scouting of either of these teams. But my gut says Army, too, so I'm going with it. At the end of the day, we all win watching this game. It's just fun to watch. America. It's a great one. That's right. Um, and not much other football to watch tomorrow either, so this one can, can grab some attention. Let Chris me mention one game hand. for tonight. It's not a buy or sell topic, but tonight, FCS playoffs. If you want some more football, Furman, our friends from the upstate. They're Versus? Playing. Are they playing Montana State? Am I making that up? I think it's, I think it's Montana State. That Montana. guy who used to get on me on here for banging on Furman, he's <laughs> mad that you don't know the, <laughs> the team. <laughs> Hold on. It's Montana. I'm sorry. Apologies no state, to the folks just in Montana. Montana. Just Montana. All right, guys. Big recruiting weekend for South Carolina this weekend. Um, buy or sell. South Carolina will have three public commits. Oh, public. Ooh. You hit us with the public. Got to be public. Okay. Three public commits by Monday. By the time we walk in here Monday. By Monday, yes. Three public commits. What's our total number of guys that we are going to be tracking this weekend? Was it about eight guys? Give or take an eight. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to – It there's always guys getting tacked on. There's guys who aren't – you know, Elijah Thurman not going to make it in That's now. Right. I mean, it, it, there's always – and I, I see them furiously. Tyler, do you have a – do you have a – Feverishly a working at their – That uh, you would like to give? I, I've, I've got – I've got some. I've shown my work on this already. Okay, so let's, um, let's do it. I mean, three. Like you said, that's roughly half the guys that'd be visiting today. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll sell, but maybe like two, so just under. I think you get a this couple. Is gonna be close. Yeah. Well, and see, I I I set it at three purposely because to make it hard. Yeah, I I think they got a great shot to go ahead and close out Gerald Kilgore. Mm-hmm. I think they got a great shot to go ahead and close out um, Jaden McGowan. Mm-hmm. 
some of these other guys, like I, I think they got a pretty good shot to land Rocket Sanders. But in the terms of our conversation here, will would he go public? Like, would he commit and say, I'm not visiting anywhere else? And would it be public? That's a little bit more of a stretch. LT Overton, a guy like that, you know, you're kind of just like, you're gonna you're gonna be in a battle here. It's a big boy recruiting battle, so I, I don't know there. Um, are there any late additions to the list of guys who are maybe a little bit easily attainable, and they just say, "Hey, I, I'm this is where I want to go," and, and that could push it up to to three. I I will reluctantly buy it, um, because I I think those two that I said, McGowan and Kilgore, and then a third out of all the other ones. Wild card. Yeah. Jer- uh, Jared Brown has already set visits elsewhere, the That's coastal right. receiver. You would imagine he's going to follow through. Did you say portal-only commitments? No. Okay. Well, let me give you this. Oh, I Jerome know Simmons is coming in. Juco product, originally from Bamberg. Heavy Gamecock lean. Probably a Gamecock lean. Might go visit Georgia later this month. But I think you put him in that. I don't know if you say it's likely. Likely to get. Likely yeah, yeah. likely to get the, by Monday at 11. I don't know. But I will buy. What, was three was three a good three spot a, for it, you think? Well, how long did we just talk about it? Talk yeah. through it. I think it was a great pick. Yeah. I, I, I think you're on. Now, if they get less, we don't need to all go, oh, my gosh, they only got one or zero, right? The key is what kind of position do you get in and do you sign them and get them on campus in the next month? But it, it would it would certainly be a good thing for the program to go ahead and get some public commitments kind of kind of out there. And so, yeah, I think I, I'm with you, Wes. If you're kind of putting odds on these, McGowan, Kilgore, I would probably put Jerome Simmons up there. And and then there's possibility for even for another one that maybe you don't really see coming. I think we got time for one more here. Okay. Buy or sell. Juice Wells transfers to oh, a team no. that South Carolina will play on the field next year. Hold on. Let me pull up now, the I'll, I'll give you the – so here's the breakdown right now. Okay. Uh, according to our boy Pete Nakos, who's been fantastic, Juice is going to see both Ole Miss and Texas this weekend. Yep. So right now, the the teams to watch, Ole Miss, Texas, Tennessee, Oregon. Half of those teams will – wait, is Tennessee on the nope. schedule? Nope. Dag, no, Tennessee's not on the schedule. I thought it was going to be half and half. Nope. Because I just expect Tennessee to be on the schedule. Yeah, Ole Miss is the only one. So it's either Ole Miss or, well, or bust. Unless somebody else gets in on this. Okay, all right, so – Predict where Juice Wells is going to land. I mean, every, Bonus. now, Wes, if South Carolina makes the playoff and Oregon's it, no, I'm just there, kidding. Um, it, the overwhelming uh, narrative seems to be Texas, so I'll probably sell because I think it's going to Texas. Chris? I am kind of the, – the Ole Miss thing has made this interesting. Uh, you know, when he first hit the portal, I would have said Texas. Ole Miss is interesting. I, I'll sell. Because I, I feel like you've got – I know you are trying to make it even initially. Yeah, but now but, it kind of got yeah. skewed pretty yeah. pretty far over there. Tyler's I'll telling sell. us to shut up. So. Yeah. Well, uh, so you you selling? I'm selling. You selling? Buying, selling? I'll just buy it. Okay. 
There you go. So he's going well, to Ole Miss. Wes Mitchell so. says. And, and yeah, quickly, as always, we thank Kendall Walsh for sponsoring by herself. Yeah, Kendall Walsh, uh, the absolute best. Car today, 803-414-3590. The entire team at Dwell Columbia at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley. They are committed to giving you the best customer service possible for buying, selling, or investing in real estate here in the Midlands. Call them today, 803-414-3590, or go to dwellcolumbia.com. Wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game and the 107.5 The Game app. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Tyler West and Chris along with you for a few more minutes. We're handing things over to the halftime show with Terry broadcasting live out at Todd and Moore from noon until 3 today on your Friday. And then Elijah will take you home with the afternoon show from 3 until 6. As we wrap up this week, first week of the transfer portal and with South Carolina, a total of 16 guys have entered the portal with Mario Anderson going in officially as of this morning. And obviously we're hoping to get some good news Come away from this weekend of guys that are joining the Gamecocks from the transfer portal, but uh, assessing what has been lost so far in just this first week, I mean, what's your overall thoughts and what we've seen from South Carolina in terms of guys going into the portal? Oh, we still wait to see who's going to be coming in uh, as new Gamecocks. Yeah, so I know everybody is ready for the portal giveth portion of the program. <laughs> and um, that that does appear to be coming, right? I mean, you've got a bunch of guys visiting this weekend, and it's off to a good start from that standpoint, but we don't know how that will turn out, right? So we'll assess that later. But the key is, who do you retain, who do you get back? So there could, and, and don't don't say, well, what are you talking about? There, It's not completely over. Like, the, the portal's still open. So you, there could be other guys from the roster that does, ultimately most people have indicated they'll be back. And most people have indicated publicly or it's been reported. And so South Carolina has done pretty well in terms of the retention part. They've gotten back some key pieces that they really needed back for next season. When you look at, so far, what they've lost, the biggest impact, Juice Wells, obviously, we talked about that ton, and then Mitch Jeter. Both those guys were really, really impactful, really, really good players, and both of those sting. Other than that, you've gotten a lot of guys who would have had options to go in the portal to come back now we'll see again that piece is not fully fully settled so we'll have to continually assess that most of the movement probably over if if not all and then the other part of it is who do you end up landing in the portal yeah I think the last sentence there man carrying a lot of weight because that you know this time last year uh, not maybe not this time I don't remember the exact timetable of everything but you know a Marshawn Lloyd leaves a Jordan Birch ultimately leaves after the bowl game actually and, uh, you know, Jaheim Bell leaves. And you, you kind of had the, the rationalization period where some people are very ticked off. Some people are like, oh, we can replace that guy. And so I, I think a big part of this, replacing Juice Wells, you're you're probably not going to replace Juice with just one guy. Sure. Uh, now, can you look, can you look back? Uh, you know, can we, in August, when we're doing our wide receiver breakdown, is there a possibility – that we look at it and say, hey, they, they've got three really good receivers that the ball is going to be spread around to, and, and you feel good about that. Uh, absolutely, that's possible. I think last year they never quite replaced, in my opinion, what Marshawn or what Jordan Birch, you know, would have given them at both, you know, running back and then kind of that edge spot. So to me, if, yeah, if you, if you lose a Juice Wells, obviously lose a Mario Anderson, but then you add a Rocket Sanders to your backfield, 
you know, a healthy Rocket Sanders, he is a now a difference maker at the running back position. So you look at that spot and you say, hey, you've upgraded from, um, you know, solid to difference maker and X-Factor, guy like that. So I, I think ultimately we'll judge this portal, we'll judge the offseason by not only who you, who you lose, but who are the additions to this thing. And, and again, a lot of these transfers were what I call the healthy transfers, guys that just have, have not played and did not project to play much maybe next year either. Well, and I think you always have to throw out there, and you know, statistically 98 99% of the guys that go in the transfer portal end up going somewhere else. There's always the possibility of guys changing their mind and deciding to come back, assuming that South Carolina has not filled the roster spot. So that's always on the table as well. Now, again, Juice Wells, he's going to end up going to a Texas or no Ole Miss and probably going to get snatched up pretty quickly, probably the same thing with Mitch Jeter. But there is always the opportunity for one of these guys to change their mind and decide to come back maybe to make a Blake or somebody along those lines that could add back to whatever you think you lost in whatever that respective position is. Yeah, it's always something to track. Um, you know, and I, I think in some of these cases, if you go in the portal, you may in the back of your head say, well, man, I could always just go back to South Carolina. That that opportunity may Gotta may not exist anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and I think um, th- this has been the most extreme, I guess you could say, like, year of the portal and a lot of coaches I think around the country are going to start becoming wise to the fact that you know there have been some players that have used the portal as a leverage point Mm -hmm. no don't go in the portal but we'll do this or they go they literally go in to really you know see if you know negotiate yeah negotiate and so Coaches, I think we'll probably see more coaches take more hardline policies of like, hey, if you're in, you're in. Probably so. It's going to be an exciting weekend. We'll see what becomes of it and have plenty to talk about when Monday rolls around. Coming up next, it is the Halftime Show with Terry broadcasting live out at Todd and Moore from noon until 3. This has been the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs right here on the game and the 1075 The Game app. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit KS Gambling Help 
Facebook.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.